Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. And I'm Cole Talmadova. And we're without Hayden Weber. We're without the studio. Sound quality might be a little rougher for this episode, but we're making do with what we got. Uh, spring break means a lot of uh, amenities are not at our disposal that usually are uh, due to some key card malfunctioning. Yeah, you know, the door apparently does open. However, people are very selective about who they let into the Bill Austin Radio Studio. But I digress. Here we are. Yes, Colt's a little bit salty about it. But we're going to find a way to press on here. Um, and I'm going to adjust the gain levels a little bit. Let's get it a little bit louder. And I think that's perfect. Okay. Um, let's... It actually... You know, no, it doesn't. Okay, you're right. You're right. Let me just put it back. I should stop messing with it. Let's go to Are You Surprised? And let's just jump right into it. No sound effects this episode because it's going to be, it's Pacific Poverty of You. That's already going to be the title of the episode. Um, are, Cole, what surprised you from this week? You know, I produced this show, my first ever uh, production of a show. But Northern Arizona, okay, started out the conference tournament in basketball 9-22. and They're now 12-22, and and I believe in an hour and a half, they play Montana State Whoa. for a chance to clinch a berth in the big dance. That is unreal. I believe the they that would be the worst record of any team to make the tournament since the field expanded to 64. Exactly. And Lafayette fell to they Colgate did. today. I saw so. that. They choked. Um, I Okay, so I did not shout this out when I made the take, but I made a take on TikTok okay. um, a while ago talking about how Ben Branson might start over DJ Uyunglele, and people need to prepare themselves. And if you know, if you are completely outraged by that take right now, what you need to do is you need to go to TikTok at CF Budge, and you oh. need to watch the video, and you'll be converted. Um, wow. But what what surprised me about that was the fact that I didn't get a lot of pushback. I had a decent amount, and I think it's really. Because, I think there's a decent amount of DJ haters out there that balanced it out to where they were like, "Yeah, even Bengal Branson's better than him." So, you know, it, it was it was interesting to see that, to say the least. Who do you want? Uh, whoever's better, whoever wins the job. All I right. trust Johnny Smith. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Wheaties. I've been eating my Wheaties once again. No sound. Um, and for Wheaties this week, let's talk about the best thing you saw in sports since last episode. A little bit of spice in here from producer Cole. Oh, spice. <laughs> you know who was given the spice this weekend was Alexa Grosso. Okay, she won the yes. flyweight UFC championship this week oh, via, uh, via submission this weekend. Viva la Mexico. Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, pretty great. Show. She was like plus 600 odds. Bud yes, won sir. some money. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, the money alone makes Grasso a legend in my book. Uh, beautiful, beautiful choke out to end that fight. Um, and, and I know nothing about, about fighting, so I, the fact that I was able to appreciate it. Um, best thing I saw in sports, the Pac-12. They, huh. re, John Canzano, who is the Pac-12 guy, he just reported the Pac-12, it's the first positive Pac-12 thing in literally months. The Pac-12 appears to be making good progress. Okay, so I, I honestly, what I think that is, is I think that is the auto bid in the expanded playoff from the Pac-12, just holding the conference together. Did you ever watch that Spider-Man 2, Colt? I did see Spider-Man 2. You know the scene where he's trying to stop the train, he's got all the webs, and, and he's stretching, he's ripping? That is the Pac-12 auto bid, keeping the Pac-12 just barely intact right now. 
Um, and we'll see how long that lasts. There's obviously a lot of other reports out there. But let's talk about Fruit Loops, the worst thing you saw in sports this week. Yeah, it happened today, actually. Uh, the Paris Saint-Germain Soccer Club got bounced from the Sweet 16 in the Champions League. This is a team that has, like, three of the top players in the entire world in Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. And these really? guys have been bounced from the Champions League five out of the past seven years. I just don't know what's going on. You have all this talent. And there's just too much drama. So does that mean in soccer, is it more about having a complete team? Is that what it is? It's Yeah. This is a team of just individual personalities. I think, like, everything. You want people that want to play for your team and then can build that chemistry. And this team just doesn't have it. Yeah. Worst thing I saw in journalism, uh, or not in journalism, in, <laughs> in journalism. sports, it was in journalism. On three is just lazy journalism. They put out a tweet that blatantly lied and said three rules have been announced for the upcoming NCAA season. You click on the article and it goes, oh, they haven't actually been announced. They're on the table. They're discussing it. But the tweet one million percent makes it sound like the rules are going to be live next year. And it lists the rules. Like, that's just blatant, misleading, terrible journalism. You get a Fruit Loop on three. And uh, I, I see here, Cole, we've got... Oregon State trivia. Yeah, I I would tell you to cue up the song, but <laughs> what does a normal trivia sound? How does um, that typically go? Like just uh, you can sing it. Okay, for us. it's it's usually just something like. Oregon State trivia question. Bud typically does this for everyone else, but it's time for Bud's to finally, uh, you know, you know, be put to the test for once. Okay, okay? so number one. What was the name of the trophy given to the winner of the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry game? Uh, we have Platypus A, trophy. the Meadowlark trophy, okay. B, the Platypus trophy, <laughs> C, the Trailblazer trophy, or D, the Civil War trophy? I would say Platypus trophy. That, that is correct. <laughs> that, that was very quick. Yes, sir. Okay, he's a true fan. I know my trivia. Did you know the Meadowlark, though, is the state bird of Oregon? Did you know that? Actually, my brother Cameron... Uh, would constantly remind me. He is a big fan of the Meadowlark. He's also a big fan of, I believe it's called a... What is it called? Okay, get back to me on that. Uh, it's this other bird. I completely forgot what it's, the name of it is, but he, he likes it. Oh, I like <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> Shout out to Theo Ash NFL. He's a big fan of birds, as we all know. Oh. Um, let's get to the big picture. You know, some college football news that happened this year. Um, not this year, but, you know, in the last week. Or so. Uh, we'll start with Texas, our favorite team, the Texas Longhorns. Steve Sarkeesian has come out and said Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers will both compete for the starting quarterback job at the University of Texas and that it is an open competition. Colt, if you had the option between those two, who would you start? I'm starting Arch. I'm thinking wow. jersey sales. Wow. I'm thinking pride, all this tradition. Oh, my gosh. There's going to be so much money coming to this program. And I can just see Manning jerseys everywhere you can do the end zone thing eventually but i also think you know i don't know how many years yours is going to stay at texas yeah but i think if arch gets benched what if you know you run the risk of him transferring one day and so i just i'm gonna go arch my thing is i don't see transferring in arch's dna i just see the way he was raised with the manning family i see them like basically holding him to his decision mm. i i can see them basically saying hey if you commit somewhere you can't transfer like you've got to ride it out with the team at least until you get like a starting job or something so i honestly think arch will stay especially if he gets redshirted 
Um, and I think I think you should give Quinn Ewers another chance because if you remember, he was the highest rated quarterback prospect since Arch before Arch Manning until Arch Manning came along. I think he might be might have been higher rated than Quinn, but Quinn was so unbelievably hyped and he showed flashes. There were some games where he was the reason they lost last year. There were other games where he was the reason they won last year. I think I look for a little more consistency from him. But my main takeaway is I love this from Sark. I love it. I love the open competition. You're like, hey, Quinn, go out and prove you're the better quarterback mm -hmm. right now. You've got this guy with the big name and like all the hype behind him. Go prove right now that you are the better quarterback. I think either way, it's going to keep you on your toes. If you have a bad week, there is someone there to take your job. And I think that's good. I think it's good. Um, uh, Ferris A said, y'all, I can't hear you on the Instagram. Uh, Bobby. Bobby, let us know if you can, can hear Can you let us. us know, Bob? Thanks, Bob. Robert. All right. Um, let's talk about Netflix. Okay. Netflix! Netflix has announced that Full Swing and Breakpoint are going to receive second seasons, basically like the hard knocks of golf and yes. tennis. Um, and so they're going to have, if you can have an eight-episode series this season, <laughs> wow, what eight teams, players, and storylines would you select, or just one or two? Yeah, or just one or two. Okay, so I would actually do it. I think there would be a really cool episode on Oklahoma State and OU, their final like game right now. Okay. Because once they go, once Oklahoma goes to the SEC, that rivalry is basically dead. So I think a lot of people would want to see that. Um, my other episode was Notre Dame and Sam Hartman and Marcus Freeman. Uh, we know okay. with Netflix and TV shows, looks get you views and views give you money. Yep. And there is not a sexier team than Notre Dame. I think they are made for television. I agree. I would want. I agree with everything you've said. I misinterpreted this, and I thought you were talking golf and tennis. I was like, <laughs> all right, I pick it. I said Scotty Scheffler, but I can on the fly easily pick two, a couple teams. I think if you're going hard knock style, where it's a team that is kind of down in the dumps but has got to turn around, I've got a couple teams right off the bat. Big Twelve, Baylor. Baylor Bears, a team that won the conference championship two years ago. There's a lot of intrigue after a down season. Six and seven, they get blown out by Air Force. What's Dave Aranda cooking up? That stoic demeanor, that's an interesting guy. The mm. Hawaii connections. There you go. Uh, if we're looking at Big Ten, Michigan State. Michigan State coming off of a five and seven season. Very similar. They won a New Year's Six year, New Year's Six Bowl the year before. It's kind of like almost the same exact situation as Baylor. Really interesting to track that. I love the Texas idea, but that's also Big 12. If I had to pick a Pac-12 team for Hard Knocks or whatever yes. the, the college football whatever iteration would be called, it would it would literally either be Arizona State. I feel like Colorado's a little on the nose, but that would get the ratings. It, Colorado. I think yeah, the Dion. I also think uh, Ryan Day versus Michigan, and you know, can Ohio he get State. that win? Ohio State. Um, I, Jimbo Fisher's on the hot seat. Maybe true. Texas A&M could be a good SEC one. I was thinking SEC. I would, I would honestly like a Missouri SEC one, and that would nobody that's not a college football fan would like that. But I would love that because you've got Elijah Drinkwitz who's going into like year five or six in Missouri, mm -hmm. and they have just been at like six wins last year. Pause due to no. Oh, okay, it's back. Last year, they almost beat Georgia. There's a lot of intrigue there. They lost a ridiculous, like, triple overtime game to Auburn. There's there's just so much that intrigues me about Missouri to the point where I think they're ready to pop off. And so I would, I would if I was the producer, that's what I would be doing okay, with, the, with the budget there. You so. didn't even mention Luke Fickle. I don't think you mentioned Wisconsin, or did you? It's just too obvious. You know they're going to be You just love yeah. those guys. Yeah, Wisconsin, that's a top top 10 team next year, baby. All right, um, Nick Saban, very vocal in the media this last week. SEC talking about how they're going to shape their scheduling. SEC is going to move to a 3-6, or a 6-6, six, six, no, sorry. Huh? 6-3-3? Three, three? 
What is Something it? Something like that, yeah. No, no. Three, six, six model, meaning they have three fixed opponents, and then they rotate the other 12 six by six. If that doesn't make any sense, that's fine. Um, this guy says, no sound on TikTok either. What? But then Madeline says, I can hear. Okay, good. Get um, dunked on. <laughs> as long as, yeah, he just got absolutely dunked on. He said, me too. Okay, he can hear as well. Wait, Perfect. Too. Thank you, guys. Um, basically... Saban has come out and said, hey, I don't like the three fixed opponents that are being pitched to me right now. Mm -hmm. It's too tough. We're not going to play Tennessee, Auburn, LSU every year. And so what are your thoughts on this? Is that soft? I think that's soft. I mean, come on, man. These are the three teams that are your school's biggest rivals. It's kind of one of those unspoken things. Like, yeah, it's kind of tough, but you're not going to go out and say, oh, we don't want to play them because that kind of looks like, you know, are you shying away from the competition? Yeah. If you're, if I was an Alabama fan, like I don't give who we're, I don't care. We're gonna play. We can play anyone. I'll play all of our rivals. We're gonna beat True. all of them. I'm not gonna shy away and ask for who Vandy. Is that what you want? Yeah. So this is this is a very interesting thing because this ties in. This ties directly into what I was just talking about. The Pac-12 being held together by that conference auto bid. Mm. I think Saban's take is valid because in the current state of college football and the direction it's going with the 12-team playoff and the conference auto bid, the building a super conference is detrimental to your playoff chances because you're going to be losing more games, have a less high chance of winning your conference, and the Pac-12, you're just going to be able to, oh, you know, all these teams are down. We're just going to march our way to an auto bid. And so this is the cost of building a super conference. The current landscape does not reward a gauntlet schedule. If you, like, you look at Clemson won two titles. Two titles. Did they play a gauntlet schedule those years? No! Their best games were against Syracuse and Pittsburgh. Like, they, Clemson just cakewalked to national titles because of that. TCU was kind of a gauntlet last year. Bad example. But we look at Ohio State and Michigan last year. Cupcake schedule. They both get rewarded with playoff spots. True. What does Alabama do? They play a di more difficult schedule, and they get, they get ruined for it because they played... LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn. So that's what they're looking at every year. That's fair. So that's fair. That's that's my t two cents on it. But, uh, but you know what? It, what it is too is like you have Saban. Now he's saying, you know, we got to play the three toughest teams, and then he's also complaining in the offseason, like, oh, Jimbo's taking all the recruits, and then he's like, oh, sure, we're, sure. we're still the dynasty. It's not Georgia. Just like, more complaining right now from Saban, I feel, than winning. Well, he still won eleven games and a Sugar Bowl. It's like, not winning nineties. That's, I mean, it's been, what, two years since his that's last natty? That's a long natty? time, but That is a long time in Saban world, but that's two just Two years good. ago, it was, like, COVID. You know what's another interesting thing, Colt? Georgia did not be, beat Alabama last year. They didn't that, That's fair. They dodged them. So, I just, I think if Bama gets another crack at Georgia this year, they get the win. Let's talk Pac-12 football. I see IDK 72 has asked for some more Oregon State talk, so let's give it to him. Let's give him some more Oregon State talk. No. But first, we'll start with <laughs> no. Big 12 rumors that with Pac-12 schools again and Pac-12 TV negotiations still up in the air, would it be smart, and if you were in the position right now as an athletic director or a guy in power for Arizona, Arizona State, or Oregon, Oregon State, any, any of the schools that are in the mix right now for going to either the Big 12 or the Big 10, it, would you move? Would you go? If I was a corner four schools, I think I would move. I think for Utah, it makes sense because you got that rivalry with BYU. For 
Arizona and ASU, they're always going to be joined at the hip. But I think going to the Big 12, at least for college basketball, that gives U of A another basketball rivalry with Kansas potentially, with them using losing UCLA. And I just think from – if you look at, like, who the Pac-12 is talking to right now for TV media partners, it's like Apple TV, some other no-name media companies that we haven't heard from. At least the Big 12 has got, like, ESPN right now. Yeah. And I think there's more money – potentially coming into that conference with their expansion, I would go. I'm conflicted. I think it's, it's all about which domino is the first to fall. I think if you see, but, but then again, I can make argument both ways. If you see, for example, if you see Oregon and Washington dip to the Big Ten, and you're sitting there, you're Utah, and you're Colorado, and you're Arizona, and you're Arizona State, and you're saying, wow, they just dipped, but you're like, wait a minute. What's that? That's in 2024? That's right. A 12-team playoff. Each Power 5 conference gets an auto bit. Wait a minute. Why not stay? You just eliminated two of your biggest... I think I, I think that critical... Some people aren't a fans of the playoff expansion. I'm not a huge fan of it. But that critical component, that critical rule, I, that's honestly the ACC and Pac-12 commissioners cooking something excellent up, I think. Like, the fact that they were able to nab that instead of it just being the top five conference champions... I think that's just a huge move. And so whenever I'm thinking about these, I always circle back to that. And that's what I think is making these teams hesitant to move. So if I was, I don't know, I, if you're Arizona, Arizona State, are you the first to move? Do you just try to beat the curve and just jump to the Big 12 instantly? Or do you sit back and wait and see if Oregon and Washington move? I don't know. It's, it's oh, like, I, I feel like Tony Romo right now. I don't know, oh, Tony? I don't know. Uh, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I wonder if Colorado, like maybe Colorado would be the first to move. Like, it's Dion, you know, he's Dion coming says, in, walking in, like, Dion I'm changing says, I'm things I'm leaving up. for Florida State unless we go to the Big Ten or yeah, something Yeah, it's like going to be Colorado and Jackson State to the Big 12. It's going to be the expansion. <laughs> True. Oh, that'd be out of pocket. And then Jackson State's like, he finally got us out of the... Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> recent crystal balls have Dylan Riola going to join USC. Thoughts on this impact on the Big Ten, essentially? Uh, well, it sucks for the Pac-12. I mean, Riola, if he goes to SC... That's just another quarterback that we lose in the conference. Yeah, yeah, but we've got a ton of quarterback play currently in the conference. Good quarterback play, and, and you know it, it seems to be bouncing out. My main takeaway: Malachi Nelson already going Malachi. to and then you got Riola. So it's Ravioli versus Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna win? I like uh, Ravioli because Ravioli's dad is Dominic Riola, a University of Hawaii legend. Oh wow! Yeah, so. I, I'm a Ryola fan. You know, our friend Donnie really wants him at Nebraska, and he was seen at a Nebraska home game last week. Yeah, but he's been crystal ball to USC. It seems like it's close to being locked So in. was DJ Uyunglele to Hawaii for about 35 minutes. That's true. That guy was not legit. Uh, let's stay in L.A. Chip Kelly, contract extension to 2027. It's pretty cool for him, man. I mean, this will make, what, he's been in the Pac-12 for six years already. Yeah. Add in the four at Oregon, 10 years. Now he's locked in for another four. That's a yeah. long time he's spent in the pack. You know, what's weird to me, I don't know, it's really weird, actually. Chip was only at Oregon for that long, like four years. Yeah. Like, it felt like he was there forever for some reason. I, I don't know why that is like such a imprinted in my mind. Because you forget that Helfrich was also coach, was coaching Mariota then. Yeah, you almost forget that. You almost think of that as Chip's team still, mm -hmm. which is interesting. And I think it's watching Chip Kelly's revival of his career, res resurgence in, the, in college football, has been pretty cool. There was some doubt, 
early, especially when they couldn't win an out-of-conference game. But he's he's completely turning around. Great job from Chip Kelly. I think it's smart by UCLA. You go into the Big Ten. You're not one of the big dogs necessarily going to that conference. Better lock up your coach when you're going to have to face guys like Franklin and Day and Harbaugh and Lincoln Riley and Luke Fickle. At least they, they got their guy. I agree. Lock him up. Uh, looks like we got Oregon State trivia. Question number oh, two. Question two. Okay, bud. Who is the winningest coach by winning percentage in by Oregon State ooh. history? Is it A, Mike Riley, B, Dennis Erickson, C, Lon Steiner, or D, Jonathan Smith? Wow, by winning percentage? I know it's not Jonathan Smith because he's still under 500. I know all-time wins is Mike Riley, but if we were going winning percentage, part of me leans Dennis Erickson because he had a pretty high ceiling. What about Lon Steiner? Steiner, Steiner's no way. He was definitely has one of the worst in Oregon State history, probably. He probably has a horrendous record. Um, I'm going to go with Dennis Erickson. And you are correct. Bang! Let's go. He's 2-0. Oh. Dennis Erickson, uh, 646 win percentage. Mike Riley, 538. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured. Because Dennis Erickson had like two 11-win seasons in the early 2000s. The beast. What about Lon? Or whatever his name is. Um, I, I didn't write it down. <laughs> it, it didn't feel necessary. Was it ter- what was his name? Lon Steiner. I don't think it was necessarily horrible. I don't know if he just coached that. I don't think he coached that long. Gosh, he's not even showing up. Jeffrey Stein? No, no, Oregon Dr. State Jeffrey. coach. Oh. Wait, you're right. Oregon State football coach. Why is he not showing up? He's that bad? <laughs> Did you make up long <laughs> How do you, is that how you spell his name? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wait, here, maybe just Oregon State football year by year. Lon Steiner is is an anomaly right now. Um, there, there, you go up, go up, go up, go up to your left. Oh, there he is. Okay, Lon Steiner. He went eight and two, but then four and five, four and four. Seven. Okay, so he wasn't there. Oh wait, he was there for a long time. He was there for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Back in the okay, and he had some top twenty-five finishes. Not bad from Lon Steiner. Okay, respect to Mr. Lon. I didn't realize recognize his game. Um, <laughs> Let's play a fun segment. Start, bench, cut. You know, when when you make Colt the producer, you get some new segments. In there. <laughs> Let's start with some quarterbacks that are getting a lot of buzz for, through the NFL draft right now. We got C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. Now, here comes the question, Colt: Are we doing it as NFL prospects, or are we cutting and starting and benching based on college? Uh, let's go as college. Okay. Let's go as college. Um, what do you got? I'm going to start Bryce Young, bro on the Heisman. I'm going okay. to bench CJ, and I'm going to cut AR-15. I'm going to flip Stroud and Young. I'm going to put. I'm going to start Stroud. I'm going to mostly, we're absolutely frozen over there. I'm going to start Stroud, I'm going to bench Bryce, and I'm going to cut Anthony Richardson. The NFL's got something that is didn't used to bother me, but is really bothering me this, bothering this NFL draft cycle. And it, it's never bothered me before is NFL gurus like just completely ignoring the college game and just being like oh like look at look at how athletic Anthony Richardson acting like it's like some crazy new revelation when in college football fans we've known this since August like we've known this for so long right. and also they're like well he but he can't throw like that sucks and it's like yeah we know we all know we all watched him at Florida I just and then I don't know. He's being mocked at the number one pick. That just seems 
that seems a some little bit Some of them go to the Raiders, which could be a you know, pretty good destination for them, considering all their weapons. But after watching the combine, just the brief 10-minute highlights of Shroud and AR-15, Anthony Richardson, he's got, like, some zip on the ball. But C.J. Stroud has a more polish. It's tough to describe. I've never played a quarterback position. But when I'm watching it, I can tell the difference. And I really like Stroud. However, AR-15 can chuck that ball down the field. So I think with a little bit more work, I think he could be an actual guy. Based on college production, though, he doesn't even stand a chance in that list. Uh, Let's talk about some elite wide receivers. We got Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Addison, no, Hyatt won Belenikoff. Some people thought it should have been Addison this year, but those are the three. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to start Quinn Johnson. Wow. I'm going to bench Addison Ray. Okay. Short of the baddest. And then, uh, Jalen Hyatt wow. is going to get cut. You're yeah. cutting. I'm, yeah. I don't think any of mine are the same as you. I'm going to start Jordan Addison because he was electric. He won Belenikoff award at Pitt. And... Then was electric at USC. I'm going to bench Jalen Hyatt. I'm going to keep him over Johnston because that game against Alabama and some of the stuff he was able to do throughout the season, come on. Quentin Johnston was phenomenal, don't get me wrong, but I didn't see him doing that against Alabama. I saw one play he had against Michigan. Yeah. That was excellent. But not against Alabama. Alabama. So I'm going to to cut Quentin Johnston. Fair enough. All right. We got three running backs that were all elite, elite in college. One of them has won Heisman. One of them should have won Heisman. We've got Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, and Christian McCaffrey. Okay, in college, I'm going to start Derrick Henry. This guy was just an absolute animal, and we can see it in the NFL. Same page. I'm on the exact same page. I'm going to bench McCaffrey, cut Saquon, but that's so tough. Really? That was easy for me. I, I look at what McCaffrey can do all across the field compared to Saquon. Saquon was electric. And honestly, I mine stays the exact same if we're doing it in the NFL. Start, Henry, bench McCaffrey, cut Saquon. But That's tough. same for college and NFL. Saquon just got a franchise tag today. I don't think he's happy about that. He did, and Dan- Danny Dimes got a lot of move off. Yeah. That's a four-year 160 for Daniel Jones? Not all guaranteed, I saw. It's not the worst contract ever, but certainly questionable to commit to him long-term. But, I mean, they want... It, it feels like the the Giants, ever since they drafted him way too high, they just, like, want him to pan out really badly. Right. And they're like, please, please it's don't like me and Shager. True. Um, so we got three elite quarterbacks next on the start bench card. We got Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, Johnny Football. <laughs> this is unreal. I'm going to start Joe Shiesty. Yep, easy. Um, mm, man, I'm going to bench Johnny Manziel. I'm going to cut Cam Newton. Jeez, that is that is ridiculous. I'm, I'm starting Burrow. I'm benching Newton. I'm cutting Manziel. Manziel was electric, don't get me wrong, but N- Newton had an arguably worse roster built around him and still won a national championship. Texas A&M with Manziel beat Bama once, and then had that's like, basically winning a natty. But but so did Cam Newton. Cam Newton also beat Bama and won a natty. Like what he did was unbelievable. His last year at Auburn, I don't think there's any universe where I take Manziel over. Okay, but do you take the money Manziel or do you take the dab? If I take who's more electric, I'd say money Manziel. But like the the. The sign. Do you do this or so the This dab? is a better well, Sally, objectively. Okay, okay. All right. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, a trio Oklahoma of Oklahoma quarterbacks. Uh, I'm going to start 
Baker. Bang, I agree. Baker. And I was I was wondering if you were going to slander Baker. I'm going to Baker. Baker. Gotta start Baker. He was I'm a- such a hater, but I'm going to cut Kyler and I'm going to bench. It hurts. Same. Why are you, is that haterism? I just don't like Kyler because I felt like Tua should have won that Heisman. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, no, I just think... I just think Hurts was better than Kyler as, as like full career. I just think he was better, so I'm easily taking him. Um, next up, we've got Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., a trio of Pac-12 quarterbacks. I'm gonna start Ben Branson. Okay. Um, you know, let's say this is going into this year. I'll, I'm gonna start Caleb Williams easily. I'm gonna start Bo Nix over K- over the. Depending. I think a. Good bow day is better than the best Caleb Williams. That's day. not true. I That's think a good bow true. day is, is no, better. A good bow day is still not even doesn't even touch Caleb Williams. I'm gonna go good bow day. That's a horrible. I'm take. gonna bench Caleb Williams. I'm cutting Bonex. I'm benching Michael Phoenix Jr. and I'm starting Caleb Williams. That's like the. I think good bow. I don't think I don't know. What you you're think good bow is better than Michael? Not Phoenix? even. Well, than Michael Phoenix, yeah. maybe, but. But there's also bad bow. You have to factor. No, uh, we don't factor that. In. You know, what? I'm right. so high on this guy. I think he's gonna win. We got one. three Hawaiians. Dylan Gabriel. You're gonna. Are you gonna bulletin board material that? What? A Heisman for Bo Nix? Yeah, we'll do that. You're you're gonna bulletin board that. Bulletin board material. Bo Nix Heisman. Okay, that's official. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, Jane Delora, Taulia Togavaloa. Um, I'm gonna start. Damn, this is so tough. Three lines. I'm going to start Talia. I'm going to bench Dylan Gabriel, and I'm going to cut Jaden Delora. That, that's my honest. Man. This is tough. I'm going to start Delora. Wow. I. Yep, I'm going to start Delora. That's okay. That's I'm going to bench Talia. Wow. I'm going to cut Dylan Gabriel. Jeez. I just think he fell off at the end of last year. And really? Yes. Interesting. Going maybe that, uh, what was that guy's name that, like, ruined his leg at UCF? Uh, Mackenzie Milton. Yeah, Mackenzie Milton. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, we got an Oregon State one that will certainly divide um, my brain. Brandon Cooks, Mike Hass, Jordan Poyer. Yeah, man. In college? Oh, I don't remember um, a lot of these guys in college. But I'm going to go, for you, I'm going to go Mike Hass one. Brandon Cooks, too, because it's the uh, it's your password. Okay. And then I'm going to go Poyer, three. I'm going to go start Brandon Cooks based on college production because he sh- he beat Mike Cass's records. That's okay. how he won Bolitnikoff. He beat Mike Cass's records. He won the same award, and he, he did it with worst quarterback play. Not to disrespect Sean Heismanian. Uh, and I'm actually going to go bench Jordan Poyer because the, okay. he was an all-American safety. And just positional value of Poyer was pretty unbelievable. He was an insane player. He just had multiple pick sixes. He tied Manti Teo, I think, for most interceptions in the country his his like senior year, maybe junior year. So I gotta take Poyer. Mike Hass was amazing, but I just I can't. Uh, crazy. I he was amazing. He was incredible. But, but all I hear you talk about is Mike Hass. Yeah, but like I cannot disrespect him. And plus. Jordan Poyer, I've talked to in real life. We're basically homeless. Oh, true, I basically right. like am best friends with Jordan Poyer. And he's like my favorite Oregon State player of all time, Jordan Poyer is. So uh, we got John Morant, Joe Mixon, Jalen Carter, start bench cut. Cut. You're not allowed to explain your uh, your reasoning. Okay. I'm going to <laughs> start. All right. Shoot Joe Mixon. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm going to start Joe Mixon. I'm going to bench Morant, and I'm going to cut Carter. Okay, I'm going to start Carter, bench Morant, uh, cut Joe Mixon. All right, next. Pancakes, <laughs> waffles, French toast. Oh, this is easy. I'm going to start French toast. I'm going to bench waffles and cut pancakes. I'm not a huge pancake Exact guy. same. Fuck pancakes. Pancakes <laughs> are horrible. <laughs> hey, bro, we don't have to follow AC, or FCC. Oh, shit, rules. you're right. <laughs> Fuck, pancakes is the greatest thing that's ever been said on this uh, show. Yeah, get pancakes out of here. Uh, what's the last one, bud? Uh, pancake. Oh, oh, wings, nachos, and pizza. Okay, I'm going to... St- Start pizza. I feel like it's very versatile. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bench nachos and cut wings. That's horrible. That's the worst list I've ever. I didn't grow up on wings. Start wings, bench nachos, cut pizza. You're crazy. You're literally a crazy person. Dude, I mean, pizza's just the go-to when it comes to birthday parties. Baby, pizza's not good. Baby, baby, pizza. Think about, think about how sad it is. When somebody orders five pizzas of Papa John's and then it sits on the counter for five minutes and then you go to take one and it tastes like cardboard because it's all gone. The only time fast food mm. pizza tastes any good is the first three minutes of ordering it. And we proved that with the Costco pizza. It's normally the most gas thing you'll have all day. But when we bought it for that barbecue and it sat in the car for 10 minutes and then you eat it, it was cardboard. It was inedible. The I had Best cardboard. I had a, maybe a piece and a half. It's just, it's literally... Fast food pizza is unbearable after such a short amount of time. Wow. Go to wing spot, Budge. Wing spot? Yeah. Was it bad wings? No, no. What's your favorite wing spot? Oh, uh, wing stop. Wing stop. There's a place called wing spot. Oh. But it's I, in... I've never... I'm kidding. It's in Oregon, though. I don't think there's one in Arizona. See, I don't know my wings. There's wing stop. Best one. Wing stop. At wing stop, you can either get the buffalo, you can get the uh, garlic parmesan, or you can get the um, honey barbecue. Uh, then there's Atlanta Wings, or just ATL Wings. That one's not as good. It's very mid. Don't go there. Then we've got... What if we have to do a promotion for, like, ATL Wings? That'd be pretty cool. I, Buffalo Wild then Wings... we wouldn't say that about that. True. <laughs> 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 Buffalo Wild Wings, I'd say, is second below Wingstop. Okay. They used to be above Wingstop in my book, but Wingstop, I don't know, Wingstop's just... They're doing some good stuff over there. Probably putting crack... And the wings. I had wings up one time in Hawaii. The first time I ever had it, I had the runs. What'd you get? Buffalo and I think they're mild. And ten That's... minutes into my meal, I was like, I am okay. Just don't here. get the buffalo. Just get the honey barbecue and the garlic parmesan. Okay. Sometimes you're getting healthy mix of that. I think I used code twenty five welcome to get those before. If anyone wants to give us their phone number, we can get us free food. True, actually, just leave your phone number and then send the six digit code. <laughs> that is left on your the phone. Uber Eats sends you. Well, I don't know why we're talking over there. No one's viewing. Over here. Um, if you guys, if you guys have oh, a phone number, all two people. It's Madeline. And Madeline, else. can we use your phone number? She's not responding. Anyways, let's move on. We got Oregon State trivia. Question number three. Who has the most receiving touchdowns in Oregon State football history? Is it A. James Rogers? B. Isaiah Hodgins. Three, Brandon Cooks. Or four, Mike Haas. This is difficult because I remember Isaiah Hodgins breaking a record when he was at Oregon State. And I think I think it was actually receiving touchdowns. It was receiving touchdowns. Yep. I, I think I actually remember Isaiah Hodgins breaking that record. Or maybe it was catches. That is really tough because he was pretty good. But Brandon Cooks, I feel like... 
could also be the answer. James Rogers is a nice Easter egg to throw in there. I, I don't feel like he's the guy. I would have heard that more often. Hass, I'm going to say he didn't have that many touchdowns. So it's between Cooks and Hodgins. And I'm just going to go with my gut feeling. This might be very wrong. I'm going to say Hodgins. You are wrong. Oh! It was Brandon Cooks. It was Cooks. That Brandon was... Cooks had 24 receiving touchdowns. Isaiah Hodgins had 20, tied with Mike Hass at 20. James Rogers had 19. So did Hodgins set a record? Or am I going to spoil something if I look up Oregon um, State? No, no, you're not going to spoil okay. anything. Oregon State receiving records. How um, much time do we have left? Uh, we can, I mean, we'll, we'll end whenever yeah, we, we feel can. like it. Okay, statistical leaders. Was well, the next show coming in after <laughs> us? <laughs> Someone just kicks us out. They're like, hey, we're up next. Like, no, what are you doing? There's okay. like 10 studios here. I know. So let me see. Receptions. No, no. Not single season. Single game receptions he tied, I guess. Um, receiving yards, he was decent. Well, dang, I just overthought that one. He was receiving touchdowns. Oh, wait. Boom. Yeah. James Newson, who that? Hodges was second in a single season. Okay, so it must have just been second. I definitely overthought that. Cooks had such a monster season. Let's get to lock a K. Is Colts going to give us some absolute locks? This is going to hit, boys. Okay, we got Oklahoma favored by one point tonight versus Oklahoma State in Big 12 hoops. Wow. The Oklahoma head coach is a former Loyola Chicago head coach, Porter Moser. And if you remember Loyola Chicago... These guys made, like, a Sweet 16 Sister run. Jean looks very sad and old. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't look too good. But, you know, she's actually beautiful in her own way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> the second thing is the World Baseball Classic that starts now. It's this weekend, Team USA plays. Their first game is against Great Britain. If you remember in soccer... We tied versus England. We better beat them. But this is our sport. We better crush them. We're going to beat them. So hammer USA Moneyline. The odds aren't even out yet for that, but just hammer it. And here's another one I saw. Uh, FanDuel released some more of their over-unders on the season. We've already covered one of these. It was Penn State. Over-under, nine and a half wins. Yep. And over nine and a half wins is plus 100. That's free money. So if you want free free money, hammer that. I got it. My quote comes from Deion Sanders. It's, Perfect. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. You play good. And if you play good, they pay good. Ah, that's a nice little wrinkle to the end of that. We got Oregon State trivia question four. All Cole. right. This is one of my favorites. Woo. What is the official name for the shade of white in Oregon State's color scheme? Is it A, paddletail white? B, Bucktooth White, C, Waikiki White, or D, Snow White? What was the first option? Paddletail White. I'm going to go with Bucktooth. That seems too on the nose. I'm going to go with Bucktooth White. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. Bang! Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it seems so dumb. I was like, is it really? It's Beaver Orange. Paddletail black and bucktooth white. So they the made colors. their like own colors. Yeah. They name them. That's funny. That's um, funny. Oregon did UO green and UO yellow. So. And that's why they're stupid. Um, no other college in all of America constantly reminds people how many national championships they have. Oh. But their colors. Zero. Um, 
Pac-12 baseball basketball tournament. Baseball. Basketball <laughs> tournament. Uh, all the games have already happened, or most of them. No, it says... <laughs> so, I, I made some edits. Did you... Oh, you so you didn't get the oh, latest I version. It. I copied it. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So, Colorado won. Colorado won, okay. All right. Uh, Wazoo won. Okay. And then I don't know what the score is of Utah-Stanford right now. Okay, let's see. And then the other game doesn't even start till 9.30. Until 9.30. So, we got to hurry up and get home for that. True. Okay, let's just... Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, is Oklahoma winning? Oh, God. Oklahoma's down five. <laughs> the lock of chaos are in jeopardy. Uh, that's actually terrible. Um, um, let's see. You could just typed in. No, no, no. Nah. This, is, this is way better. All right, but okay. Who oh, wait, I'm an NCAA football. Uh, you know what? It's whatever. I Colorado don't... versus UCLA. Um, Basketball. UCLA. Wazoo versus Oregon. Oregon. Wazoo's <laughs> on a seven-game win streak. I'm going to go okay, with Wazoo. Wazoo. I'm, down. I'm always down for the Ducks to lose. <laughs> uh, the winner of Utah State. Arizona. ASU versus Oregon State. Oregon State. Is this a democracy or am I just picking? No, I thought we are just like... Because <laughs> <laughs> I can rapid fire this whole tournament right now. Uh, okay, uh, you know what? Let's do it then. Um, Wait, so Oregon State beat USC just now? No, Oregon State's playing ASU. Oregon yeah, know, State versus USC. We already beat ASU. So Oregon State versus USC. I would take Oregon State. Uh, okay, I think it would be Arizona versus Oregon State. You do? Are you actually picking Oregon State to beat USC? No, I'm asking you if you think... It's just what you say. Oregon State beat USC in the regular season. So, easy dub. Also, if you remember, Oregon State only lost by 26 to Arizona in their second matchup. So, I'm taking the Beavs. Okay, UCLA versus Wazoo. Um, Wazoo, they're on a seven-game winning streak still. And then we've got Washington State, Oregon State in the title game. Okay, who wins? Oregon State, obviously. We're running back our 2019... Wow! Or no, 2021 tournament run. And then, um, would you like me to pick the NCAA tournament games as well? Yeah. Okay, so Oregon State wins round one. In the first four, though. Yep, uh, sorry. And then round one, we win. And then round two, we win as well. Okay, and then Sweet 16. Okay, then we win that game. Okay, Elite and then, Eight. And then that game, we also come out on top. Final four. That game, we win. Okay. And then we win and then we win the next one. What about the NIT championship? Uh we're just gonna keep going. Okay. We're just gonna win everything. Got I got UCLA winning the Pac-12 championship. Uh Oregon State trivia you, question. You, UCLA winning it? Yeah. That's soft. Oregon State trivia question number five. Did you have them beating Washington State and then Oregon State and then the championship? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Oregon State trivia five. Let's go, baby. Alright, the last question, Budge. Okay. Uh you've I think you're what? Three and one? Yeah, three and one. Which of these foods randomly went missing from our apartment? Was it A, Tyler's mac and cheese, B, Tyler's chicken, C, Tyler's rice, or D, all of the above? Unfortunately, D, <laughs> all of the above, as Michael Bosky has made sure he has stolen my food at an alarming <laughs> rate in our apartment. And now I have absolute scars. Um, thanks, Cole. Thank, thank you for that grand finale. Yeah, uh, no. Was that correct? Yeah, that was hey! correct. Unless I was missing a food. No, no, it was it was all of the above. You might be. I. <laughs> we have to check. I'm concerned at how sparse my food will get when I when I go on this camping trip. Um, camping trip? They don't know about this. I'm going on a camping trip. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, now they know. Okay, NIT bracket time. Basically, <laughs> what are we doing? I cannot read this. I don't understand what this is. Like, it's like TCU versus... <laughs> T- 
TCU versus winner of Troy versus Ohio versus winner of two. I'm like, what the hell is this? What is this? Is the winner of TCU versus Troy and Ohio playing Tulane and Florida State, or is Florida State? Playing? I don't understand. The match. Oh yeah. So th- this game happens, and then plays them, and then plays the winner of that. But why doesn't TCU get the bye? They do get the bye. You just said TCU plays the winner of that. Yeah, because they have to play first. Okay. Yeah. No, I no, because look, you have TCU plays winner. So let's say Ohio loses to Troy. Now it's TCU versus Troy, which is dumb. Right. And then why do Tulane and Florida State get an instant, like... No, they don't get an instant. So basically, I, TCU and Ohio State got the two buys. Why is Troy, Ohio a second time down here? <laughs> this is the seeds. What the hell? Okay, forget this. You seeded the games? Yeah. Why did you seed the games? No, 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 no. So these are their actual rankings from last season. So I did it based on NIT. So the NIT bracket is the highest ranked regular season team that didn't make the conference tournament. That didn't win the conference tournament. Which is, so I removed all those teams from the conference tournament last week. And so this is my <laughs> first and last time producing this script. Okay. But anyways. Troy wins. Troy beats who they play? They Ohio. Okay. And then Fresno State versus UTSA. I would take Jay Kaner and the, and the boys. Okay. Okay. Then Tulane versus Florida State. Okay. Uh, I, I would, I would uh, take the green wave. They beat USC at the end of last year. Okay. Why not? So, Tulane. Okay, all right. Okay, now Bama versus USC. Um, you know what the biggest mistake of college basketball is? What? No one cares about the NIT. No yeah. one cares yeah, who wins true. that. It's true. I would take Bama in that game. I would always take Bama. Okay. Okay, now TCU okay. versus <laughs> Troy. Okay. Uh, TCU. I've lost brain cells in this. TCU versus Troy. Uh, TCU. Okay. <laughs> Ohio <laughs> State versus Fresno State. Give me the Buckeyes. Okay. TCU versus Tulane. Give me TCU. Ohio State versus Bama. I want Ohio State. TCU versus Ohio State for the NIT championship. This is what should have happened if Ohio State could hit a field goal. And honestly, I'm taking Ohio State. Probably. I'm thinking Tulane. You took Tulane to win the whole thing? Yep. To beat TCU? Yep. And then beat who? I'm win them all. Ohio State and I, I don't even know. I made the bracket. Now it's gone. I don't know. Well, you have it on your laptop. I don't right? have it on my laptop anymore. You can't even read it's your gone. own bracket? Well, I, I... You should have said something, Cole. I did ask you last night. That was the thing. Look, oh, it looks good. I did look good. I mean, I didn't understand that. I was going to ask you, but we didn't. I, normally, we sit in the studio for a little bit. Yeah, we, normally, we have a regular room where we do this <sighs> show. There's a lot of people in this live, though. Anyways, let's let Michael Scott take us to our outro. Oh, wait. He's not say, here. Say the part. He's say not the bit. He- say the bit. <sighs> All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. And let's go to the low tide lowdown. Everyone thinks I have a mental illness after <laughs> after watching that part. Cool.
why don't you give us some parting uh, parting thoughts? I see you have something written down here. Oh, yeah. I have words written down. The words read that new uh, $500,000 proposal for an Aloha Stadium district back at home. Um, 500000 Cole, that's a lot of money. Where did we find this? I don't know where we <laughs> found that, but you know what we should be doing is taking that money and putting it into the existing stadium that's on campus with the students, and we can just make that from a 10,000-seat stadium to however big you effing want it. Because I don't think we need two stadiums. But if you do want a second stadium, make an MLS team or an XFL team come. Wow. Very, very interesting take, uh, Colt. I, I like it. I think it's it's a good-looking stadium. I think we could finally get some UFC fights or some cool concerts. They're trying to get the Pro Bowl back. Oh, yeah, because people love that. Yeah, the Pro Bowl is horrible. Um... My my low tide takeaway, since I saw you had one, I figured I'll throw one out there. Um, I think currently the laziest take in college football <laughs> is saying your team did well in the transfer portal. And the reason I think that's the laziest take is because everybody has done well in the transfer portal. I don't know about everybody. Every, sorry, every Power 5 team yeah, has done go. well in the transfer portal. And so it's these Power 5 fans I hear that are like, that's disrespectful. We got fill-in-the-blank guy and fill-in-the-blank guy and fill-in-the-blank guy. And it's just like, everybody got eight guys in the portal at the Power 5 level. Everybody got a quarterback in the portal. Like, there's very few teams out there, especially at the Power 5 level, that needed a quarterback and didn't get one. And so I just think it's a lazy take to just say, our team is going to improve this year because we got this guy in the portal or because we got these guys in the portal. I just think, like, it's the new, like, it's dumb. I hate it. Wow. Anything on that note? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Ah, man. I love the studio we just did yeah, the show Pacific in. Poverty of the Year. Yeah, it's a new low. It is a new it's low, a new but low. but we'll be back next week, and we'll be back Will stronger we? than... <laughs> Will we? We might up I'm, this live yacht. I'm putting it by two weeks. Oh, man, that live yacht absolutely ruined. Anyways. I'm done. You know what? My Panda Express fortune says, you know what you want now. Go out and get it. And what do you want now, Colt? This episode to go home. To all right, and if that's all we got, I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.